Welcome to the KNEO Community Connection, where we keep our finger on the pulse of what's coming up in the four states, telling you about upcoming events you don't want to miss, organizations in our area doing great work, and conversations with the dynamic citizens who are making it all happen. I'm your host, Luke Taylor, and this is a production of KNEO Radio in Neosho, Missouri, and the Sky High Podcast Network. This week, we had a couple terrific conversations that I'm very excited to be sharing with you today. We're going to be talking with Lance Nutt about Sheepdog Impact Assistance. This is a nonprofit organization in the area that helps veterans and first responders, and we're going to let him tell you all about the important work that they do. But first, we have a conversation with a young man named Zeke Speaker, who is making a difference in our area. Most of you might know the name Jill Carter. She's one of our local legislators, and we are very thankful for her and all the great work that she's doing. Uh, for the people of Southwest Missouri. She's one of our senators who represents us up there in Jeff City. And one thing you might not realize about these senators is that they don't just do it all alone. They have a team who helps to manage their calendars and their appointments and a whole host of things. And one of those team members is Zeke Speaker, who I mentioned before. He's a recent high school graduate, and he's part of Jill Carter's staff as a legislative assistant. And so we at the station have crossed paths with him a few times, and we thought it would be interesting to call him up and ask about his experience of going basically straight from high school last year to working at the state capitol. And so, hey, Zeke, thanks for joining us today on the KNEO Community Connection. Thanks for having me on, Luke. Yeah. So um, maybe as we get started, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, so I'm, a ni- I'm 19 years old. I graduated high school last year in 2022. I spent um, my fall semester at Pitt State. And then in the spring, I was working in Jefferson City as the legislative assistant for Senator Joel Carter. I, I've got a brother, um, I live in Webb City with both my parents, and I was homeschooled in high school. And then right after I graduated, I worked on Senator Carter's campaign. And then she she was blessed to win, and I was blessed that she asked me to, to come work for her. Yeah, well, we get to speak with Senator Carter uh, lots of times here on KNEO, and we appreciate her calling in regularly to give us those updates. And um and and so, Zeke, uh, I mean, so you, you went to go working for her right out of high school, even probably before you were done with high school, you were already involved with her campaign. Not a lot of high school students, not a lot of teenagers are really super drawn to politics, but it sounds like that's something that's, that interests you. Yeah, I mean, as a homeschool kid, I sports was a big deal in my family. And in Missouri, for a long time, homeschoolers couldn't play sports or band or anything like that at their local school. And so... When I was a freshman in high school, it was the first time I got the opportunity to testify before a Missouri House committee on a bill that would let homeschoolers have access to those activities. And every every legislative session, I just kept paying, becoming more involved in watching what was going on, watching all the House and Senate live stream. And just every year, just more involvement. In 2020, I helped on Senator Mike Moon and Senator Rick Bratton's campaigns um, when they became senators. And then that just kind of led into more involvement as the years progressed. So even from a really young age, you got to see how the political process works and how it can be used to actually make a good difference in the communities. And so um, and that's great. What, what What's it like to work, though, in Jefferson City as a 19 year old just right out of high school going to work at a at a place like that? T- tell us about that experience. Well, it's, it's pretty interesting. So everybody either assumes that you're older or assumes that you're an intern. Hmm. So, you know, the only people that are close to my age up there are normally the interns who are there as part of their college um, degree course. But as a young person, it gives me a chance to ask a lot of people every day. 
people come in about this issue or that issue. And it allows me to ask questions like while they're waiting for to talk to Senator Carter. And I can ask questions about 20 different issues in the course of one day and learn some about every single issue. So that's really neat. Senator Carter's a great boss. And my, and our chief of staff, Sophia, she's one of the younger people that works in the Capitol too. I've gotten to know her really well over the last two years and she's great to work with. And you also become fast friends with some of the younger state reps. So in Missouri, you have to be 24 years old to be a state representative. So I've gotten to know Chris Lonsdale and Maisie Boyd pretty well. They're the two youngest reps in Missouri. Okay. Something else that I've been able to do that's been really fun is there are capital-wide basketball pickup games. So they'll send out a capital-wide email and say, hey, we're playing pickup basketball. Anybody can come. So you got like lobbyists and senators and representatives all go play. It was a great way for me to get to know them and network with them in a way that wasn't overly political. Mm-hmm. And it helped me build relationships with some of those people that I might otherwise disagree with on most issues. And it was actually fun. They uh, they have like an invite-only basketball game early in the morning. So this session, I got to play basketball pretty much on a weekly basis with the state auditor, the House Majority Floor Leader, and the House Budget Chairman. And mm-hmm. so it was, there were several times I was just kind of in awe of like, wow. This is really cool for a guy this young. It's thing is me to be able to do this. And I'm really blessed. Yeah, no, I, you know, I just love hearing that, that, um, you know, they, so they have some ways to kind of blow off steam up there at the Capitol. They have some ways to have a little bit of fun throughout the week. Um, and sounds like a lot of good opportunities for you. And, and also I, I appreciate that Senator Carter is, um, just willing to invest in young people and hire them and invite them to work alongside her and what she's doing. So I, I think that sounds great as well. What is it that you uh, do for Jill a lot, like day to day up there? Yeah. So as a legislative assistant, I answer the phone calls. I respond to the emails and I kind of schedule her meetings and people need to talk to her about a bill. I schedule them. And then I'm also in charge. So in the Senate, you're not allowed to have computers on the Senate floor. Oh, really? The senators aren't. And so a lot of my job is seeing what's on, what's coming up on the Senate floor on the calendar and making uh, paper copies of the bills, the summaries, the fiscal notes, and putting them in the correct folders and filing them on her desk so she's prepared when when those bills come up on the floor. Mm. And then uh, I do her committee binders. So she's on four different committees. And so every week, committees meet, and I make sure that all the bills that are being heard are filed and organized in those binders. And then one of my favorite parts of my job is giving tours of the Capitol. I get to show people around. I can take them on the Senate floor. I can take them to the Whispering Gallery, and then I can take them to the very top of the State Capitol building where they can go and look out over the entire city. So that's been really fun to be able to take some kids like only a year or two younger than me up there and tell them everything and then get to see them back home in the district sometimes. And they're like, hey, you're that one guy that <laughs> took us on the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and at one point, not very long ago, you were probably getting those or tours. You were receiving those tours whenever you went up there, but now you're getting to, to provide that for other people. That's right. Yeah. So that's that's really awesome. And um, I, you mentioned uh, or mentioned a few times that you also were involved in Senator Carter's campaign at just as she was running uh, for her position. And and tell us a little bit about what your involvement with her campaign was. Yeah. Um, so I was her political director last summer. Basically, the guy that made sure, that got the volunteers 
make, made sure that they were where they needed to be. Most days that looked like door knocking. So I door knocked most days from like nine in the morning until it got dark out. Hmm. Um, we were really blessed with a young door knocking team with lots of energy. So we had, it was over a dozen high school kids that were helping us knock doors and walk in parades. So, you know, she, Senator Carter hires, hired me as, as a 19 year old to be her legislative assistant, but we had the young community that came out really strong to help us on the doors. We, we probably knocked over 20,000 doors last summer. Wow. And, you know, I can only be so effective as one guy, but when I have a great team of solid teenagers and young people that can d- knock doors for me, it's kind of a full force multiplier. So we really have them to, to credit for our victory in large part. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, one more thing I wanted to ask you about. And it sounds like you've been really heavily involved with um, Senator Carter getting her where she is now. And so I'm glad she uh, she appreciated your your the value you brought, obviously, and and brought you along with her to Jefferson City. And so I think that's pretty cool. I'm sure you're getting to, to do a lot of great work up there. And I, it's probably different stuff every day of the week. It's probably a job with a lot of excitement. Uh, l- let me just ask one more question. So right now the session has ended, you know, they've taken a break for the summer. They won't be back till next spring or, or January, but, um, t- tell us about what kind of work you're doing throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, thanks for the question. So when the legislature's out of session, I don't have to be up in Jefferson city anymore at the Capitol. I can work from home. So it's a lot of those same things that we talked about emails, um, running your calendar, helping constituents if they need help with a government agency or they just reach out about um, a certain piece of legislation that they would like to see filed or didn't like. And it's more of helping set up in-district meetings. So this week, we visited the Joplin Senior Center. Um, we hosted a teacher's town hall earlier in the earlier in the summer. We're going to have a pastor's roundtable soon. We've toured a lot of local um, plants and some ribbon cuttings. So it's really, really a lot of setting up more when it's more, and I get to go to this, some of those meetings with her. So I get to tour all these plants and learn about all these mm. things. So it's less learning from people in a chair behind a desk and it's more hands-on. Oh, let me show you this. So let me show you that. It's really good, easy to work hard when you're passionate and believe in, in what you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. working for Senator Carter. I, I know where she's, I know where she stands for and where she's at and I'm fully behind her. Um, you know, I don't know if I could ever be a lobbyist or you just get paid to push push one issue or another on any given day. So it really helps me to be passionate and believe in what we're doing. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, hey, I think you're you're in a great place and you're doing some great work. And it was we saw, we saw you. You were at a booth uh, for Senator Carter there at the Newton County Fair a few weeks ago. And so we got to see you several days in a row. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm just glad to see all the all the work you're doing for her. And um, and so, hey, Zeke, thank you so much for your time today and just being able to take a few minutes to tell us about all that you're doing. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. Well, don't go away. We have another conversation to share with you. We're going to be talking to Lance Nutt about Sheepdog Impact Assistance. And it's not about sheepdogs. It's actually about helping veterans and first responders. But there's a reason that it has Sheepdog in the name. So listen along and you'll find out what that is right after this. For 60 years, Crowder College has been empowering students to soar to new heights. From agriculture to education, 
to business, sports, and the newest technologies. Crowder always has something interesting going on. I'm Adam Winkler of KNEO Radio. Join me each week as I talk to a different person from Crowder College about what's been happening and what's coming up next. It's the insider's guide to all things Crowder. Subscribe today to the This Week in Crowder College podcast, available from the Sky High Podcast Network. Hey there, four states. This is Luke Taylor, and welcome to your KNEO Community Connection. And so today we have an interview with Lance Nutt, and he is the CEO and founder of Sheepdog Impact Assistance. He's going to be telling us about this organization that we just recently recently learned about uh, down here in the Southwest Missouri and Northwest Arkansas area. Uh, hey, Lance, thanks for joining us on the phone. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, hey, I'm excited to tell people about this because I, I heard a presentation last week that you were letting people know about what you guys do, and uh, it sounds sounds really important. It sounds uh, like a great resource to several people in the community. So um, I'm just going to let you have the floor. Why don't you tell everybody what Sheepdog Impact Assistance does? Well, we are a, uh, a nonprofit organization that's headquartered in Rogers, Arkansas. That's our national office. Uh, we are also a, a national organization. We have teams and chapters all across the country. Um, and our focus is helping veterans and first responders appreciate the value of their service. And especially after they've taken the uniform off, after they have served and are trying to find that new path in life, uh, we're here to help guide them. And I say that from the standpoint that too often, uh, our men and women in uniform uh, come home and struggle with the transition into a new life, especially into that civilian life when they've been so used to the military regimen and the security a lot of times that comes with just that daily routine and feeling like you have purpose and belonging. And so that transition can be very difficult. And for too many of them, where they end up is going home, sitting down on the couch, and in many ways giving up on life. Uh, and they, they start turning to poor life choices, uh, alcohol, drugs. You fill in the blank when it comes to not doing what's best for them uh, and their families by extension. Right. So for us as an organization, uh, we have a three-pronged approach, and it's our three mission pillars. The first is our outdoor adventure program. Uh, which are, we refer to as hashtag get off the couch. It's our way of engaging men and women that have served and or in some cases still serving and are preparing for a transition uh, potentially about the importance of living a healthy and productive life. And sometimes it's important to get them outdoors and around like-minded individuals that understand who they are. We use these outdoor adventures, whether it's hunting, fishing, camping, canoeing, skydiving, scuba diving, snowmobiling, running adventure races, you name it. You fill in the blank with something that's outdoors and that can be uh, challenging uh, and or inspiring. Mm -hmm. uh, we use these outdoor adventures to, to encourage these men and women to begin living the best life that they can. And then at the same time, communicating with them uh, about not allowing their trauma or past experiences to define their future. Mm. And that next program that we offer that goes right in line with that is our Warrior Path program, where we teach post-traumatic growth, how you can actually grow from the experiences that you've had in life 
especially your trauma. And we teach them how not to allow that to hold them back. We don't want them to allow their past to define their future. And so our Warrior Path program, a seven-day program that we actually teach uh, in McDonald County, Missouri, uh, about 10 minutes east of Jane, Missouri, and about 15 minutes southeast of Pineville, we have a ranch called Heroes Ranch, 50 acres of beautiful Ozark land that we use as part one, part of our outdoor adventures, but also more importantly, to run two Warrior Path programs a month. Each program lasts about seven days, where we bring these veterans and first responders to our ranch um, and put them through our Warrior Path uh, post-traumatic growth program. Hmm. And then last but not least, we as an organization uh, still do disaster response missions. And I say still because that's what we as an organization were founded on was the importance of giving our men and women that feel like they no longer have a purpose, a new purpose, um, a new reason to, again, get up off the couch and give back to their country and their communities in need during natural disasters. And we, we call that putting down M16s and picking up chainsaws. <laughs> it's our way of giving our men and women an opportunity to get back out there, uh, feel like they're making a difference. And during disasters, we're we're one of those initial impact organizations that goes in and begins clearing roads uh, and driveways and homes of debris, trees, et cetera, that may be preventing people from starting to get back on their feet. Uh, and that's one way we as an organization really drive home the importance of continued service. Uh, and we also, through that disaster mission, encourage our veterans and first responders in the communities that they live to recognize daily disasters, i.e. homelessness, um, drug addiction, young youth sports where adults aren't taking the time to teach and coach young people anymore. We encourage our veterans and first responders to get out there and play an active role uh, in their communities in a positive way. So that's where we as an organization, where Sheepdog Impact Assistance plays a vital role in engaging with our veterans and first responders to ensure that they understand that their purpose is far from over in this life and that it's important that they find a way to continue giving back, continue serving, while at the same time uh, improving their own lives through the programs that we offer, all of which are free of charge to the men and women that we serve. Hmm. And one thing that also I want to highlight for people is you're you're open to uh, people who are in active service now, not just veterans, but I mean people who are who are engaged in um, being a first responder or in some form of the military right now. Isn't that right? Absolutely. About uh, 30% of the men and women we serve still wear the uniform today. Hmm. So whether you're active duty military, National Guard, Reserve, uh, and then anyone in a, a first responder capacity, whether serving full-time law enforcement, reserve uh, law enforcement, same with fire and rescue, active or reserve, um, or volunteer status even, uh, you are eligible for all of our programs. Hmm. Yeah, and and I'd say, uh, you know, you can, we can just imagine, I, I'm not a veteran, of course, but uh, just imagining someone coming back from serving and then f- trying to find out what to do, and there probably is that loss of purpose, loss of identity, and trying to, you know, figure out what you're supposed to do now that you're back. And so it sounds like that's exactly what you guys are restoring and giving to these people. Indeed. I mean, it's... Um, 
it's unfortunate that the greatest among us, men and women that are willing to die for us on a daily basis, whether overseas or serving on the streets here at home, uh, it's important that we recognize that service. And But at the same time, make sure they appreciate that just because they're no longer wearing a uniform, it does not mean that their lives are over. Uh, and it's important that, you know, people understand that for us as an organization, the, why the name Sheepdog? Sheepdog refers to society's protectors, men and women that are willing, again, to put their lives on the line for us. Uh, what type of man or woman runs into a burning building when everyone else is sane enough to run out, right? Mm-hmm. That type of man or woman is what we refer to as a sheepdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to your point, yeah, we cannot let them, one, forget the importance of who they are and how they have a continued opportunity to serve long after they've taken that uniform off. Hmm. Well, yeah, and that also answers my last question. I was going to ask where the the sheepdog name came from. So, um, yeah, I think that basically covers everything I wanted to talk to you about today, Lance. Uh, But I'm sure for people listening, if they'd be interested in learning more about this organization, or I know you said it's a nonprofit, so I guess if you all take donations or if they want to help out in some way, uh, where do you send people to find out more? Absolutely. Thank you for asking that. And that's sheepdog, I-A, all one word, sheepdog, dot org. And again, we have membership roles where you can join as a member if, if you have served or are serving um, and be a full active participant in what we do as an organization. You can sign up via our website for our programs. So if you are a sheepdog in need, uh, and would like to go on an outdoor adventure, warrior path, or even sign up to participate for disaster missions. You can do that on our website, and then anyone can volunteer with us. You don't have to have a service background to volunteer with our organization. You can sign up to be a volunteer uh, via our website, and you can donate. Uh, we pay for the majority of our programs through private donations, corporate sponsorships, Uh, And we're always in need of that support. So the more we receive, the more men and women we can serve at the same time. All right. Well, once again, we've been speaking with Lance Nutt. He's the CEO and founder of Sheepdog Impact Assistance. And that's where you can go to find out more information about this uh, great organization. Hey, Lance, thanks for your time today. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to share our story.